Welcome to From the Cheap Seats, your favorite podcast for frank, unapologetic, and shamelessly opinionated Washington Nationals news outside the press box, the dugout, and the very informative stadium urinals. My name is Thad Helsley, and I am joined by the latest U.S. Postmaster General, Cassia. Hello. Kasia, I sent you a handwritten note, a handwritten thank you note about two weeks ago, but uh, apparently it still hasn't gotten there. Uh, well, the post office has been under bipartisan assault for two decades, so maybe people should have started worrying about it before two weeks ago. <laughs> Just saying. And, of course, the head writer for the RNC convention, our artificial intelligence engine, Bernice. It was not an easy job. Tiffany was a tyrant. Around the clock rewrites. Welcome, both of you. Kasia, before we get started, I know we are inundated with anniversaries at this exact moment. But one important anniversary that seemed to fall by the wayside with everything else going on uh, was the 100-year anniversary of the ratification of the 19th Amendment, giving women, for those who don't know, giving women the right to vote in the United States for the very first time. Cassia, I can't see you. Are you wearing your suffragette whites while we record? Um, I do happen to be wearing a white t-shirt. Uh, it's not intentional. I think we should repeal the 19th Amendment and pretty much everyone's right to vote and just stop pretending. <laughs> I'd be happy with that, honestly. I'd prefer it. Okay, there we go. As long as you don't have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> what are the other anniversaries? Bernice, could you please help us out with that? Certainly. In addition to the 19th Amendment, August 14, 1935, the 85th anniversary of President Franklin Roosevelt signing the Social Security Act into law. Often called the most popular piece of federal legislation other than the U.S. Constitution itself, it allowed many millions of senior-aged Americans to rise out of abject poverty. August 28, 1963 The 57th anniversary of the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, famous, in part, for Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. The event is often credited for finally inspiring the necessary votes in Congress to pass the Seminole Civil Rights Act. And a much more horrific remembrance, August 7, 1945. The 75th anniversary of the first detonation of a nuclear device over a human population, in Hiroshima, Japan. 80,000 people, primarily civilians, were killed instantly. Another 146,000 people died in a ghastly manner in the days and weeks that followed due to the effects of radiation exposure, which were little understood at the time. Finally, on a positive note, baseball phenom, Jackie Robinson's 73rd anniversary as a new player in then segregated, major league professional sports. Robinson was the first African-American to play on an otherwise, all-white baseball team, the Brooklyn Dodgers. His entrance is now historically assessed as the breaking of the color barrier in mainstream professional sports and sparked a civil rights domino effect in many other areas of the United States society. Thank you very much, Bernice. A great history lesson and a lot to reflect upon. 
Well, one thing that is not going on in a nation of lots of things going on, the one thing that's not going on is that the World Series champs are not winning. In fact, the Nats <laughs> have the worst record in the NL East. What do you think of that? Uh, sounds like us. It's kind of deja vu all over again, isn't it? Right, but there isn't a long shadow of the future where we can make it up. No, you're right, because we're actually, let's see, we're going to play our 31st or 32nd game today. We're past the halfway point, and right now, having, uh, even though 16 whole teams are going to go to the postseason in this new special deal, right? Looks like we're not going to be one of them. Since we're like in the bottom five, unless something we're not even really happens, make the participation trophy playoffs. <laughs> no, no, uh, no Pinewood Derby ribbon for for Washington Nationals. That's a little. That's a little reference to Cub Scouts. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I thought we could maybe talk a little bit about why things are going. So awry since uh, since we got things started. Would that be okay? Of course. So uh, the first thing, the most maybe one of the most uh, obvious, and I'm calling this section, my hand hurts. Washington's <laughs> favorite hypochondriac and your best buddy, Steven Strasburg, is going to have a season-ending operation on his hand. Mm-hmm. So. And it's and it's carpal tunnel syndrome, which is one of those right. things that is very difficult to diagnose. It's it's pain that's felt by the person unfortunate enough to have it, but it's not like something you can take an X-ray and say, "Oh, look, there's something we can dig out." There's my carpal tunnel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, some people who have it from it's just like a symptom, an umbrella of symptoms. Yeah, yeah, and and you would think more pictures would have something like that than they actually do because it is a it's a repetition um affliction right uh, like people working right. on keyboards and doing the exact same thing over and over again but it, it's apparently very rare very rare exactly so only only the rarest for our boy steven <laughs> <laughs> only the what is it the ginji virus from only the most botswana <laughs> yeah it's ne- next season he's gonna have like He's going to get bitten by one of those, like, poisonous fishes in the Pacific that, like, kills you in 30 seconds or something. Oh, I think it, I thought it was going to be one of those Asian hornets that came over on a boat and they're making their way across the U.S. Have you seen those? It about could two be that, long? too. Just anything exotic and pretty unbelievable. <laughs> then it's probably going to happen to Mold Boy. <laughs> well, I mean, and it's... at. Uh, Gosh, gosh, gosh. I what I wonder is because what? He just turned 30, right? Last year late last year or early this year. And and remember he renegotiated his contract. Yes. And so it's not like he's up to like 35 million a year. No matter what. Right? So I I wonder if after he signed that contract, he so went he went over to Home Depot, bought himself a sledgehammer and just exactly. started pounding his hand so he'd never have to work another day in his life. Exactly. Yeah. But, I, I mean, apparently it's something that happens to typists. People that use keyboards, yeah. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, p- people all over Gannett, you know, writers and, and IT people always had these things on their hands, uh, these braces that had some kind of magnets or, you know, something that had some kind of mystical property to it that would, you know, take the pain away. But they, you know, they look just like, the you know, when the guys go up, the hitters, they and they have all this Velcro stuff that they have to adjust between every single swing. I mean, that's, that's what your average, you know, IT guy looks like with his hands or her hands. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah, it's just like, ugh, I don't know. Do you even think it's real? Well, I mean, they are doing surgery, so there's got to be something. Who fucking cares? <laughs> it, it did seem Anybody, bizarre. If you, if you keep showing up at the doctor's office, they're going to give you surgery. If, you, if, you're, if Steven Strasberg walks in with a bag of money, he's like, hey, doc, give me some surgery. I got to get out of the season, man. <laughs> I might I'm get COVID. I'm done with these people. <laughs> right. Every time I walk in there, I, I have an anxiety I, attack. I just don't. I don't know that I buy it. I haven't read about the particulars of it. I read this article you sent me that was just like insane. That is one of the most deranged articles that I've ever read. Well, I mean, it's it's been a problem the whole season, right? So first, he didn't even start on time. Because, you know, remember we were, the last time we, you and I got together, we were talking about the fact that, um, yeah, he didn't even, he didn't even show up for his first start. And then when he did have a start, he only pitched like a couple innings and they were terrible. Um, and then the one uh, start that he had that started good, you know, he went like four innings and he was like, boom, 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 seemed like the same old Steve, but then gets to the five and then all of a sudden he just folds like a chair and he kept shaking his hand as if it hurt really bad <laughs> so they were like okay you know, he was like uh the peter sellers wheelchair character in dr strangelove <laughs> <laughs> i think that is dr strangelove isn't it the guy in the wheelchair oh okay yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah he's just like holding down the hand that's like, gonna be him <laughs> now <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, that's Strauss. I, I yeah, whatever. I mean, it didn't surprise me at all. It's this is just from his playbook. I have no idea how he gets away with all this shit. I have no idea. I mean, all you have to do is work really, really hard, get your contract and then get out of it as quickly as possible. Apparently, that's the move. Right. And, it, and all he had to do was play 10 games. Right. I mean, there's only 60 exactly. games or 12 games or something like that. So it's like it's like, oh, wow, for the whole for 35 million bucks. You know, you actually had to work, you know, 90 minutes, 10 times. <laughs> I don't know what 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 ha- what happened between now and last October. Exactly. Isn't carpal? I thought carpal tunnel was like a very slow burning thing that, you know, it's like in the background, but it can be under control and like it gets worse as it goes on. It doesn't just like come up out of nowhere, like some like rare form of cancer or whatever and and shut you down. Well, that's it. It, And it's about it's about ceaseless repetition. Right. So, yeah, they had a, a little piece of spring training back in February. Right. They had two weeks or something. So. There was that, but then that got immediately canceled. And then nothing. March, April, May, June. I mean, I assume he was doing something. Yeah, you know, I, but, but I doubt he was act, actually going out there and, and throwing $100, uh, $100, 100 mile per hour fastballs every day. Even so, the carpal tunnel, it, it slowly increases over time. It doesn't just pop up and then there it is and you're, and you're done. 
that's why it doesn't to- it doesn't really make sense to me. But it's Strasberg, dude. This is just his this is his thing. He's the China doll. Yeah, yeah. Well it's Brando not coming out of his trailer on Apocalypse Now, right? So it's just <laughs> all right, well, you know, we'll put a put a couple of uh, magnums of uh tatage and some lobster and maybe he'll sneak out. We'll grab him then. So Another guy who had a legitimate in- injury, actually broke his hand, was Starling Castro. And it's kind of a shame because he was doing a great job. He was he was sort of like an unexpected great slugger. So, poof. And then he had to get an operation, too. Um, although, all they're doing is putting in some kind of a pin. So, it's possible that if we did, in the likely event we got into the postseason, he might be there. But the cool thing if there is a cool thing about anybody getting hurt, is that sort of a surprise replacement for Castro is this um, guy that was, he's one of the, what do they call it, the Dominican Academy that, that the Nats have set up. And they, mm-hmm. dr- they draft these kids at like 16. You know, mm-hmm. they see him in high school. And then, they, um, and then they're, they're sort of like pre-minor league training. And so they brought him at the same place that Juan Soto This is the, the Nats Latin American colony. Basically. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where Juan or Soto Rizzo's came from. That's colony. where R- Robles came from. It's, it's our little uh, a Colombian uh, plantation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, so they bring him up. He's only 20 years old. He hadn't really been on anybody's list as a Superman. But the guy comes in and his name is uh, Luis Garcia. And he's just hitting all over the place. He's just like a Superman. He's basically as much as of a surprise as almost as much of a surprise as Juan Soto was when he came in to replace. I forget who he came in to replace. Hendricks, maybe something like that. Mm, I don't know. He came in midseason. Yeah, yeah, like a year and a half ago. But uh, so this guy is sitting in the in the mid three hundreds, um, and he's and he's a crazy man. Like he hits. 38% of the things that he hits are outside the strike zone. He swings at everything. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to like, and so he has no no discipline whatsoever. He's just a machine, right? And he can he can hit like crazy. So, mm-hmm. um, so he's one to look at. You know, everybody's like, okay, well, he can't keep that up. But that's what they said about Soto when he came in midseason two years ago. Well, also, they said about Soto, like... Oh, he he corrects himself like a seasoned v- veteran. Yeah, they call it uh, what do they call it? Plate discipline. So he'll sit there, and when they try that to sounds like something from the Atkins diet. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, it's just the fact that you know because he just turned twenty-one at the end of last year. Uh, remember, it was like the last game of the World Series or something like that. He got to have his first drink, legal right, drink. Right. Um, but. The fact that I'm he, sure it was his first sip of alcohol. I'm sure it was. <laughs> I, I know it was milkshakes all around uh, up to that day. But he, um, you know, just having the discipline to say, because you're a slugger. Um, the thing is, you know, a guy like Bryce Harper, right? He, mm-hmm. he gets frustrated and he swings a crap because he want every single swing he wants to go out of the park, right? And Soto's got that in him too, but he's smart enough not to swing if they're not going to throw it in the strike zone. Soto's more confident, I think than Bryce. Yeah, Bryce is just so passionate Bryce and impulsive. So, um yeah, he he gets really frustrated. 
Yeah, well, I mean, good lord, look at all the fights we've seen him get into. So, I mean, talk about. I mean, whereas Soto is more just like, yeah, give me that, give me that ball right down the plate. It's coming. I know, like he's much more naturally confident. And that's the thing. I mean, it's either you walk him, or eventually you're going to have to throw something to him he can hit because he's. Otherwise, you're going to stay there all day, right? It's just going to be, you know, foul balls and uh, over and over and over and over again. So. I don't know. So Castro, uh, certainly a contributing factor in, in the overall theme of why the Nets suck. Uh, well, yeah, we just keep, they're dropping like flies. They are. There are. And then the people, and then uh, I'm sure we'll get to it, but the people that are coming back, it's like, maybe we don't want them. Right. You mean like Doolittle? <laughs> Can we push him down the stairs or like, something? I don't know. Can someone like <laughs> sneeze in his vicinity? Yeah, exactly. Can we get a COVID guy to like, like cough in his coffee? So, <laughs> Can he attend one of the Trump rallies? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, another guy who uh, is, is uh, misfortune has fallen upon him is this hopeful that we have had for years now, Carter Keyboom. Keyboom. He, you know, every year it's like, yeah, Keyboom, he's he's the next Rendon, he's the next Bryce Harper. And then he disappoints and they send him back to the minors. And then this time he was going to be take basically take over for Rendon at third base, even though he's been trained to be a shortstop his whole life up to now. And apparently he was doing okay defensively. You know, he, was, he had some moments. He had, he had some, some moments, moments, but he can't hit worth a darn. So they sent him down to <sighs> Fredericksburg, you know, which is what, 50, 60 miles on the road, which is where right. they call it. Now they're calling it the alternative field. Um, if for any reason we couldn't have played in our stadium, they would have played there. But it's where the um, the minor leagues all canceled, but they still have a stadium. So he's I mean, and and all the guys who are supposedly prospects who might get called up do play, even though they don't play games in you know official games. But it's by it's basically just like oh. being sent down, just like Mike Taylor. That's pretty sad. It is it's pretty not sad. even being sent down to an actual minor league baseball right. league to a it's fake being minor sent league. down to a quarantine <laughs> scrimmage. <laughs> exactly. Really depressing. <laughs> it's like okay, well, let's send Carter to juvie. Someone it's not a real should... jail. It's juvie, but <laughs> someone should put Kiboom on suicide watch. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is sad. You know, I saw Carter Kiboom here in Albuquerque. I think last year, I went to a. Uh, is he from he... New Mexico? No, but there's a minor league uh, team here. Oh, so he he, played. He he was, no, he wasn't playing here, but he was playing the opposition team. So, look, I feel bad for him, but, I mean, they got to get rid of the people that aren't performing. Obviously, they got, they got to get us up somehow. Well, guess who they replaced him with on the, on the roster? It's Doolittle, I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Which is what, which is, it's like, really? But, (laughs) uh, can't wait for him to throw a ball and you know how they you know we don't have cardboard cutouts except for members of Juan Soto's family (laughs) have you noticed that like they did that in honor of him when he was in quarantine right and they haven't taken him down so I'm just waiting for Doolittle to throw one of his wild pitches and like 
hit like the grandma on the head or something like that. Kill, kill abuela. <laughs> they even they even have like his dog, or the family wow. dog, the family That's incredibly poodle. thorough. Yeah. Oh, good lord. And then the other fun news wait, last. Wait, wait, why yeah. was Sean Doolittle off the roster again? Okay, well, he was. Was doing... it another fake thing? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It was something. It was his back or his leg or it's like okay, all the stuff that a pitcher doesn't theoretically use. Um, I mean, obviously they rotate their body and stuff, but you rarely hear about this. And say, oh yeah, yeah, he's got a hamstring. We can't pitch with a hamstring, you know. It's not, not like yeah. a hitter or a guy who runs or something. And now, remember, now that we've got this new uh, designated hitter rule, they don't even have to hit anymore. They don't even have to swing a bat. They don't have to bother. Right. They don't have to they run. Do they don't have to hit. All they have to do is throw a ball. Wheelhouse. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, they have all of these like little secret ways of getting you out with fake injuries. Right. And they put you on the 10 day or the 20 day. Well, you know, and we have to continue to follow since we made so much hay at the beginning of uh, our the inauguration of our podcast last year was about the Harper haters and the hater aid and we actually attended the very first game where Harper came back to Nance Stadium. Hater aid? That was one of our episodes, Hater Aid, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Harper Hater Aid. But anyways My favorite beverage. <laughs> hater aid. We uh just this week he came back, the Philip for the first time this year, came back to the stadium. Of course, there weren't any fans there to boo him. And and he actually did amazing. He's having a terrific year. Uh, if he stays on this trend line, it will be better than his MVP year, which is just sour grapes, isn't it? Yeah, Bryce does seem to thrive off other people's misery. <laughs> well, he's got. So this would be his. This would be his best year. It, it, but he's got to be a bit. And last year was like his worst year almost. And um, he must have been a little bit sore after spending so many mm. years as a gnat. The first year he leaves, they win a World Series, which I'm sure is everybody's goal, right? If you're in football, it's you got to win the Super Bowl, or blah, 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 stay mm-hmm. on the cup. I mean, that's it, man. That's like winning the Oscar. So, you know, that's a career. I don't know. I don't think he's that. I watched that. Um, I think I sent it to you. This was before the season restarted. This was during like the dead zone of the spring when it was still in question whether there was it going to even yeah. be a season yeah um bryce harper did a barstool sports interview oh yeah i i occasionally and it was pretty candid like it was one of the most candid like natural things i've seen him do now wait a minute i did hear that yeah and he he talked a lot about <laughs> it was his version of the hillary uh, howard stern interview he he talked a lot about like all these things people have been waiting to hear him talk about um uh, and he did it from like Zoom or whatever. And he talked about the Nationals winning and he talked about the, some of the backroom negotiations that were happening uh, during his free agency with the Nationals and like the specifics of the contract and why he didn't take it. And he didn't seem he didn't seem very like bitter or petty. I was surprised like how normal and rational and uh like what a decent human he seemed like actually but when when i watched that so i don't think he's like he's on a revenge mission 
This isn't no. like his like kill bill. He's like, I'm gonna have a great season because you guys won the World Series. Like, I don't think I just think that he's doing well. No, I think you're right. It, it, it was us who were on the revenge binge. It was it was us. <laughs> and remember, on our way to the park, there were they had shipped in. They bust in all these guys from uh, Philadelphia. And they had taken over all the local restaurants, right. or at least the lower end ones. George the... Soros paid to send them down here. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Okay, everyone but... says George Soros paid the blah blah blah. But but they, I mean, there were just armies of them, and they were like, there... "We've got Harper." No one had to dun, pay dun, them. Dun. These people, Phillies fans, were like happy to come down here. Although that was the most ridiculously bad weather I've ever spent in a stadium. I mean, it was what? It was the beginning oh of April. Remember, it was like 30 degrees and it was freezing it was like rain. It was like we were like redoing the like Nansen journey to the North Pole or something. No, it was no. Like, it was exactly like that Everest movie where all those people died and were up there just like, you've got to come down. <laughs> It was beyond awful. It was miserable. It was. It was. Well, okay. I guess we should wish him well. Let's wish Harper yeah, well. Yeah, we wish you well. We All the best, well. Bryce. All the best, no Bryce. No hard feelings. And speaking of the learners being a bunch of really stupid douchebags and blowing important contracts, Bryce, number one. Number two, uh, just a year later, Anthony Rendon. That turned out to be a mistake. And now they are uh, apparently ignoring their World Series winning president and general manager, Mike Rizzo. Mm -hmm. He has not. His contract expires in just over two months. Just over two, basically the day after the World Series. Uh, whether they're in the postseason or not, okay? He hasn't even received a single offer yet. Mm. Not even one piece of paper. So, uh, you know, and he will not, when people interview him, and he's happy to give interviews. He does, he's a, he's a good guy on the interview side about the team, you know, and about certain players, and he'll, ha he'll talk forever about Carter Keboom and Sean Doolittle. But when they ask about the contract, he goes, he won't talk about it. No, I don't worry about those things. You know, we try to figure these things out. And in in two, he's tight-lipped about other things. Well, he's usually tight-lipped about contracts. Oh yeah, and when he isn't. Well, I, I, we, isn't. we haven't got to the trade deadline yet. Yeah, he's tight-lipped about that. He's not going to talk about anybody he's looking at. But and I will say that the learners have never remember they. What is Davey and Dusty? They're coaches, right? Head coach. Is that their title? Okay. Those those guys no. typically don't get more than two year contracts. But Davey got three. That was and then he took a lot less money than the average coach. But he got a three year deal and he's in his last year of his contract. He hasn't received anything either. Um but he's cheap. He's a lot cheaper than um Mike is. Mike's like two million, Davey's like nine hundred thousand. Um, Dude, Davey Davey needs a Scott Boros. He does. I don't yeah. Badly. He totally does. He totally does. Um, he needs anybody. The, the baseball cap. It's just, you know, I think, you know, obviously managers do make a difference. I mean, you can just see, you know, people like Dusty, you know, as he moved around, all these people go to the World Series. If they did make a difference, you wouldn't have to fire them all the time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But the thing is, you can't like fire Scherzer. 
Right? I mean, you can't fire the talent. You, can, you can't fire Marlon Brando. You can fire Coppola. Nobody even knows he's there. I, the one thing I will say is that the last time his contract came up from renewal, he signed it on opening day. And this is this is oh, a, this is some yeah so yeah insulting. they waited that long they waited that long literally opening the morning before the game started it's, it it's took so they rude. waited that long and it's like seriously you would like that's you know like you would propose to your wife so ten minutes so before petty. the wedding is about to start yeah, <laughs> girl, girl. or sign the prenup yeah exactly that's just crazy to me yeah no it's it's whack like that is just not like a good business that's not a way to handle a business or like to treat people and at this level of an organization it's pretty fucked up so you can imagine how badly they treat the people who like clean the bathrooms exactly exactly last year we paid only glancing deference to the subject of the trade deadline which Mm -hmm means a lot more in a 162 game season now it's like okay so it's august 31st which is monday this coming monday right but there's only going to be 30 days of the regular season left so if you do trade someone it's almost like a rental agreement it's like an uber lift so (laughs) for a guy but you know we could lift and we're not and we're not sophisticated enough uh you know we're not espnites so that we don't know oh yeah so and so from the minor leagues and the tigers yeah the only thing that we could say is like okay if they were gonna get a guy are they gonna replace strasburg are they gonna get a starter are they gonna Mm -hmm. poach a starter and it's a trade deadline it's a trade not a buy so they'd have to give somebody up to get somebody now last year the one good thing in we can know in 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 hindsight in 2020 hindsight they made a great trade they got in Daniel Hudson a closer and if it wasn't it was for him good, yeah. there'd be no way we would have run that world series the world, no. because Doolittle sucked so Hudson became Doolittle Doolittle went to his little doghouse and cried so <laughs> <laughs> More like his fairy tale cottage full of picture books. Well, the good news is, uh, since Juan Soto went into quarantine, which turned out to be a false positive, he never had it in the first place. Which but, I believe was a conspiracy against the Nationals. You think so, huh? It could be. Why not? Well, you were the one running the MLB Who else testing had a lab. False, false positive again, and it and the Nationals one wasn't. It wasn't ours. It was theirs. It wasn't inter- It wasn't the internal test, right? That I don't remember. You're saying it was. It was it, the Nationals. They had their, There's like the Nationals does their testing, and then the MLB does a test. Well, I and mean, the MLB one was the one that said there was always a contradiction between the two. I thought you told me that. Okay, maybe I didn't. I don't remember. You know how dementia is. It just creeps up yeah, on you. you like I've it's just like carpal tunnel. They may have to put a pin yeah, in my head. Out of nowhere. <laughs> well, okay. So if if it is a conspiracy and somebody was trying to get him out of the game, that probably was smart because he is the one shining star. This is, I mean, this guy is better than Bryce Harper. I mean, here's, okay, so he hasn't been able to play the whole season so far, but listen to this. Batting average, 380. Nine actual home runs out of the park. 17 runs in which um, Key was hit in. 
19 RBIs, and he crossed uh, yesterday his 200th career RBI at the age of 21. Most guys don't even do that many in their whole life, um, and he's already done it. So, man, that guy's good, but um, you wish that talent would rub off on Carter Keboom or some of these other guys, right? I mean, if you could just like put it Carter in a, Keeboom suck it out with a with a with a syringe and like uh, put it back into some other guy, just like uh, anti lipid COVID stuff. <laughs> That's not fair to Carter Keebum because okay. Carter Keebum had to split his talent with his brother. Yes, yes, Jackie. You know, the way I wanted to sort of talk about Jackie Robinson Day was to actually have a quote from him that rather than us like do a white splaining type thing about it. What I thought is like, okay, I just want to have like a couple of comments that he actually made. You know, either in a microphone or in an interview or something like that. But apparently, everything he's ever said is licensed by Ken Burns or something. It's unpo- It's un- unassailable. What? Yeah, I can't find a damn thing except the very last speech he gave, like a week before he died. You, mean you know, Jackie he, Robinson. Jackie Robinson. You know, he died at fifty-three. You're telling me that Ken Burns owns the Jackie Robinson rights. Well, okay, so he played... That's creepy as fuck. He, well, he had an episode in that nine uh, series thing he did but called he did Baseball. A show on it. Yes, he did a, he did a whole on separate series and just on Jackie. And C-SPAN, and I got his signature for you. Oh, was it on the occasion of that? Okay. Yeah, that I still have that signature, yeah. I didn't realize it, it was, was on that Jackie occasion. It was Robinson Day, I think, the day that that uh, thing came out. Well, gosh, now look, oh my God, maybe we should yeah, talk about that. Yeah, I, I gave you the, he signed the rundown, so it'll say on that piece of paper. Oh my God, and I never re- wrote the rundown, or read the rundown, I just had the signature. Yeah, yeah, and I've I always been intending to frame it, you know, but um, with some kind of ironic counterpoint or something. So, you know, like the, the day he was like busted for heroin. But um, <laughs> the police report. So, uh, but I was just saying, yeah, that's the way I wanted to do it. And I would still do it that way if I could find, if I can find something I can use that's just the pure unfiltered guy um, as opposed to these these awful documentaries, you know, with the heroic music and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I just don't like, I don't like documentary style the way that it's become like documentary style has become so fucking annoying. Well, when you, these kind of topics, you know, when you treat them like they get Santa, they call it the Santa Clausification. Is that what they call it? That's what people say about like Martin Luther King, the Santa Clausification of Martin Luther King. Right. Um, yeah, they just turn you into a saint. Basically They, they stop treating you like a human being. They turn you into a, a, this like fetishized object for like white people's history. Right. Uh, Jackie Robinson is that. And a lot of this Jackie Robinson day shit is that. I don't know how you honor people on an institutional level and not do that. I don't know if it's even possible. Well, um, I mean, there is no, uh, is there any other figure in baseball where everybody wears the same number? 
on the same day? I mean, there's no. no person of any talent or race or anything that is honored in that way. I mean, he no, is. Well, he is special. It makes he sense. is special. He was a he was a fantastic player. A day. I'm not against it being a day. Yeah. It, it's just there is a lot of hand wringing. There is phoniness. Yeah. Cringiness. Well, and the way you mean, like when we we did a podcast last year but but the original day is april 15th which was his um opening day in 1947 that's why you know and right, then, so right. they had they to reschedule this thing yeah yeah and i yeah. thought it was because it, they put it on the martin luther king anniversary march day but according to Bo and dan they said no that's just a coincidence. It was actually the day Branch Dickey, who was the owner of uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers. Branch Dickey? That was his name. It was the actual name. He was the guy that uh, had a meeting with him and said, you know, because he he really, he had in a very premeditated fashion wanted to break open baseball. He was he was a severe, uh, heavily religious man and abolitionist. And he wanted to open he owned the Dodgers, and he wanted break to open all. Ba- he wanted to break the color barrier, and he wanted. So he auditioned guys from the Negro leagues, who would be that guy, you know, who would be the handsome, talented young man who could take the shit. But I mean, Jackie could. I mean, he he could do it. You know, he he was uh, grace and pressure. So. I mean, in addition right. to being a great it player, wasn't just, it wasn't. Yeah, he couldn't just be a baseball player. That's the that's no, he the couldn't. Of Jackie Robinson. Yeah, he had to be. He had to be like this sort of PR guy. Yeah, I mean, it's it. He had to be. A and isn't that horrible? Coach. He had to be like ambassador to the UN and a the baseball thing is, player. That's how. That's how it is with everyone who does that. It's kind of the same with Obama. The way you know Obama had to be like this certain kind of person he had to be the perfect family man anybody who's the first anybody who's the first you know and um right it's always about image and like public perception right uh you can't just be an athlete nope not if you're black (laughs) not if you're black Quick reminder, you can find this series on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, as well as many of your favorite player apps. You can follow us on Twitter at at CheapSeatsDC, and you can reach us by email at thecheapseatsdc at gmail.com. See you next time on From the Cheap Seats. Take me. The From the Cheap Seats podcast is a public service provided by Thad Helsley Media, LLC, all rights reserved.